Hello, listeners, and welcome to the 11th episode of From Print to Podcast, presented by The Roanoke Magazine. I'm your friendly neighborhood editor, Liz Long, and in today's episode, we're crunching numbers with financial expert and writer Michael Shelton, and learning more from Kathy Deacon about how the Advancement Foundation's gauntlet competition impacts not only local businesses, but our region and state as a whole. Sit back, relax, and let's learn more about your financial questions, expert advice, and excellent local resources. We're talking numbers in this episode's first segment, thanks to Michael Shelton, the Roanoke's resident financial expert and writer. Michael was in our 40 Under 40 class of 2021, thanks to his hard work in the region at 360 Wealth Consulting. An Iraqi Freedom War veteran, Michael Shelton has offices in Roanoke, Lynchburg, and Richmond. He developed a landmark AI resource enabling business owners to stream financials in the medical, construction, and real estate sectors, and has received the prestigious Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor designation from the College for Financial Planning and holds the Registered Financial Consultant credential. Hi, Michael. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Hey, nice to see you, Liz. Yeah, thank you for being here and sharing all your wealth of knowledge that we're about to dive into today. Um, So I'm thrilled you're here because I'm an English major who actively avoids math whenever possible, uh, except, of course, at tax time, right? That's when you got to focus in. And so I'm also an LLC small business owner with lots of questions when it comes to my financials. And your feature in our November-December issue regarding how to better prepare for fourth quarter financials was a great way to learn more about my options and expectations and responsibilities. So thanks for doing that. We appreciate your insight there, certainly. Yeah, yeah. And I understand I'm a, I'm a math guy and I barely made it through English. So. Yeah. <laughs> We'll balance each other out then. We'll get through this together. Um, So first of all, we want to start, like, what are the basics as far as when it comes to planning for your fourth quarter goals? And so you had said that you wanted to start off maybe talking about cash flow. And so Mm -hmm. what does that mean exactly when we're talking about that? Yeah, so cash flow, um, how how your business or personal, um, I, I try to have people change their mindset, even if they don't own a business, to your home is a business. Hmm. You have income and you have expenses. Right. So how much do you bring in every month and how much goes out? And then what is left? Mm-hmm. So that that's a monthly, most of the time, we sit down in our household the 15th of every month, pay our bills, and, um, and most people have monthly bills. So that cash flow every single month, how much is left and how you're budgeting, that that's very important to to most people um, and, and ensuring that you're putting your money in the proper places. Right, exactly. Because, I mean, obviously what will happen is <laughs> your money will be, you don't even know where it goes, right? You don't. I, I, I like to tell people it's like a diet. You can't wait till December. That's a, that's a pretty good analogy. I hadn't <laughs> thought about it that way. That's so simple, but yeah. that makes total sense. You can't wait till December and say, I'm going to fast. Right. No, this is the holidays. <laughs> no, you got to eat the cookies, right? <laughs> yeah. So in talking about that, um, you'd mentioned something, accumulation versus distribution. And again, just sort of thinking about what that means. Um, and again, to listeners and readers, we're talking about both as a, as a business owner and an individual, you know, within the residences. So Yes. Yeah. So um, in, your, in your younger years, you're accumulating your money. You're, you're, you're putting it into your savings or 401k, and um, that's the focus uh, during your working years. And then when it, when it's time to, uh, stop working, earning income 
and relying on your savings. So that's the distribution phase. Okay. So um, that's where cash flow really comes in. You'll, you'll notice during the distribution phase that you'll learn a whole lot more about cash flow at that time. Sure. You're ready to plan it all out and see what you got, <laughs> yep. see what you're working with. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. And so, and talking about that, does that affect your tax bracket at all? I mean, different age groups that money that you're earning, you know, things like that affect that too, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what you really want to focus on. <clears throat> Uh, different types of accounts have different tax um, obligations, some tax-free, some taxable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really uh, where where you have to look at both sides. Do we put money away for a tax deduction um, in order to keep our tax bracket low, but that could be a ticking time bomb when you go to pull it out when you're really relying on the dollars that you saved. Um, and, and you don't want any of those dollars to go to taxes. Right. You want to <laughs> keep those time. for yourself. Right? So yes, yes. The tax bracket is one thing that would, we focus heavily on. Mm-hmm. We want to keep it as low as possible. Keep your money in your pocket, not, not Uncle Sam's. Yeah, that's fair. And so you mentioned tax deductions, and we're talking about the difference between tax deductions and tax credits. What are the, what are the differences? What is that? Yes. Um, man, I, I noticed people kind of uh, dismiss the tax credits, but what that that's free money on the table. Um, I like those words. Yeah, <laughs> especially from Uncle Sam. So, especially the business owners. Yeah, there's there's various types of credits. Um, this year, a, a big one that went away was for business owners to open a four hundred one k. You can get up to I think it was fifty six hundred dollars in tax credits mm-hmm. because they're really incentivizing people to save money and not rely on the government, Social Security. So uh, tax credits, uh, if you think about um, uh, most of us have kids, right? Mm -hmm. Child tax credit, Mm -hmm. that's a credit. That's $2,000 directly in your pocket. Mm -hmm. So is that per kid too? Or is that all? Okay, per kid. And and so, uh, oh my gosh, there, uh, there are about 20 tax credits that most people can focus on and see if they qualify Mm -hmm. for. And does that count when you're running a business? So for example, um, you know, my office space, right? Or my phone bill or my car, my mileage. I mean, all those things count even though... Those are deductions. Right. Okay. Yep. So yes, especially after COVID, the the home office, that's been a a big one for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, As we've real we've noticed a lot of people changing from W2 to 1099 uh, in this new gig economy and hmm. with the Uber and Lyft drivers and, and door dashing. Um, yes, yes. Got to take advantage of those because you earn those dollars and uh, you get taxed on every, every dollar you earn a, as a, as a self-employed individual. So, right. so absolutely. Those deductions, yes, they're they're different than the credits. Um, one big one I'm really focusing on now is research and development credit. Um, I'm really focusing on it because I'm a, I'm doing AI. Mm-hmm. So and how I want to get talk free about, money. Yeah, I want to talk about that. So let's take a brief pause on our questions here because I want to talk about this AI that you you've helped develop and be part of. How did that start? Like, I mean. This was back in 2021 when we wrote that 40 under 40. So you've been working on this for a, a while. 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been five years. Um, so I did intelligence in the military. Mm-hmm. So I was thrown into 
uh, technology early on. So I fell in love with it. So yeah, when I created my own company, um, I, I realized, holy smokes, um, I had at the time, I think it was 15 employees. Mm-hmm. Which and is a lot. That's a big responsibility. That's a big responsibility. And and a lot of them are doing the, the monotony work mm-hmm. of the bookkeeping for business owners. So um, I, yeah, I, I, I heard about this um, AI that was being created by a company called Botkeeper. And, um, and so I linked up to them early on. I was an early investor, um, uh, did everything we could to help them grow their side while we're helping them, you know, find the issues and, 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 um, and, and try to create the efficiency for just for bookkeeping because bookkeeping is a commodity. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's a commodity. And, you already have the data coming in mm-hmm. and you already have, for example, QuickBooks or Zero recognizing a lot of the transactions if you have the same transactions, which most of us do every month. Mm-hmm. So the AIs is an extra layer on top of that to help the QuickBooks and 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 avoid the need for um, the manual labor, the expensive part. Mm-hmm. Because anymore... The reason you hire a financial person, an accountant, a CPA, whatever, is to create reports. So this helps cre- create the report so we're not sitting there doing sure. wasting time on this. We need to talk about how do we keep yeah. more money in your pocket? How do we get those tax credits? How do we get the deductions? What are we missing? Right. We're supposed to be talking about the reports. It's supposed to be advice-oriented, not really a service anymore. Mm-hmm. We have technology to take care of that. That's so fascinating. AI is a obviously a very hot topic right now, but the fact that you jumped in on it almost six years ago, I mean, you've been in on it for a while. So yes. it's and your of course experience and your knowledge in that with your military background, that that is a huge benefit to you kind of being ahead of the curve, honestly. Oh yeah, it was the beginning of the wave. Yeah. It's and so this year, yeah, it's exploded. I'd be curious to know. So from beginning when you started on all this to today, currently, so we're in you know late 2023. AI, I'm sure, has evolved in maybe even more ways than you could have imagined from the beginning. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The algorithms and 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 what we're realizing on the back end of all this um, has 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 been perfected almost. And now it's getting to a different area on on how do we expand and and take this software and link it up with other software because mm-hmm. now we have the software working. Now how do we how do we exponentially yeah. grow it and link it up with other softwares to to make life easy? Yeah. Because again, I, I I preach it, I yell it, I scream it from the top of the mountain. Anymore, you're not hiring the accountant to to do the manual labor of reports and tax returns and payroll and sales tax or whatever you have them doing, those items are now, it's it's pretty much a commodity. Technology is taking care of it. What you hire them for nowadays is to go over the reports, to talk about mm-hmm. what's going on. The personal on. touch. Yes, The thing exactly. the robots can't do. Strategies, <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, the robots can create a story, but... Yeah. Oh, they can't, by the way. Speaking as the story writer, they cannot. Oh, uh, That's what we're here. That's what I'm here for as the English major. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not the... Uh, yeah. It's not a, a an 
an actual emotional story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, no, but it, it, it does the heavy lifting for you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yep. I'm very much of the think smarter, not harder category, you know, wave. And I mean, that's, it allows you to do your job more efficiently and better and more personally to your clients. I mean, that's really important. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's a benefit. It, it's, it's just another arrow to help, help with, um, with your everyday job. Yeah. Well, in a way that, you know, you always hear the robots are going to take our jobs and, you know, that's a whole nother conversation to be had. But the fact is you're using this as a really a tool to enhance your business Yep, and, exactly. and you're using it to your advantage, which I think is really key. You're not laying people off. You're helping them do better work because you have a tool to help you do that. Exactly. Yeah. That's really interesting. Sorry. So to go off on that, that's been that's like the hot topic in my head for the last few months, just all the reading and stuff. And so I'm fascinated because I'm seeing it from the word side, right? I'm hearing it yep. from the stories and the writing side. So to hear it from the number side is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I, 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 I'm trying to get more people in on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, the accounting industry is so slow to move. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's all right. You're ahead of the curve. You're, yeah. one, you're the leader in it. When, when, when the time comes, you'll be the leader everyone goes to to ask for information. So already there am. You go. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we talked about, sorry, we talked about standard deduction, talked a little bit about itemizing. Is there anything else that we need to think about when it comes to those topics as individuals and small business owners? Um, just make make sure you're, you're actually um, taking advantage of the itemized deductions. Mm-hmm. That, that's a big one. Um, uh, what are what are things that we overlook as an individual? I know my CPA is always like, give me your phone bill. You know, what was your phone bill at the end of the year? Because I forget about that. Yep. Like, what are easy little things that we should be thinking about? So the itemized deductions, um, I, I was having lunch a couple weeks ago and talking to somebody, um, and, and she said, hey, yeah, I just uh, took my husband to the doctor. And I said, make sure you save your receipts. Hmm. Uh, they went to UVA for um, – for, for treatment, I said, make sure you save your receipts. That's a deduction. So the, the medical one, I see a lot for the older mm-hmm. um, generation. They, uh, they're they not taking advantage of, if you have to go to UVA or Duke or something like that, make sure you keep track of the mileage. Make sure you, if you have to buy a hotel, all your food, parking expenses, all those items um, add up along with your charitable giving and and taxes that you pay and all that adds up and and you might be able to itemize instead of taking just the standard deduction. Yeah. And I know, so uh, example, so my husband's a teacher, listeners know that, sorry, I mentioned it every podcast episode, (laughs) but we're reminded every year to save the things that he has bought for class and and for teaching to use Mm -hmm. for work. I'm reminded to write down my mileage, you know, even if I (laughs) drive four miles down the road, that still counts, you know. And so that's interesting stuff, you know, office space and and, uh, furniture and equipment that you're buying, your laptops, I mean, things like that, that are so easy to think, I'm just buying it for my everyday use, but Mm -hmm. you will be using it to some degree for opportunities. And and especially nowadays with the gig economy, uh, that's always a big one. Um, But I use my cell phone to talk to my wife Mm -hmm. and kids, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you use it for job. Right. Mostly. <laughs> and, Probably, and it's, it's yeah. particularly interesting that you mentioned the side gigging because that, that again, is another hot topic. And we see a lot of – I see all these fantastic vendor marts and, you know, Virginia m- vendors and things like that, these events. Heck yeah. um, and you meet all these wonderful creative people who – this is what they do. And so it's interesting to see that they certainly need this reminder of what they're able to write off so they can save themselves a little money and not owe a giant bill at the beginning of the year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We do it every year, but yeah. it's once a year. So yeah. it's easy to forget. Yeah. And as a freelancer, there. There are so many um, responsibilities you have to think about throughout the year because sometimes if you don't, suddenly this bill comes and you're like, oh, no, I haven't 
saved up for that, you know, or I, you know, I didn't squirrel away something every quarter so that I was prepared for this at the end of the year. Like, that's really important. Yeah. 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 Things I've learned. Ask me how I know. (laughs) (laughs) My experience. Yeah. So um, before we got started, you were talking about um, a particular topic, savers versus investors. And so I'm curious about what that means. Yeah, that's one I realized just through the years, just talking to people, I realized that pretty much there's two groups of people. Okay. You have the very conservative saver, mm-hmm. right? I worked hard for these dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to put it at risk. If if I invest it, can I lose it all type of deal, right? Mm-hmm. So I call them savers. But then um, it, it's kind of funny. On the other side, you have the people that want to um, <clears throat> constantly invest in high risk. So those are those are investors. I want to make my money work for me. I want to get out there and do it quick. And, and they don't really save a lot in their savings account. So I realized, yeah, there, there's pretty much two people. You have the savers, usually the um, the older people that are slowing down and and um, appreciate their hard-earned money more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the younger people trying to trying to make the quick buck, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's really difficult because um, it, you, you have a hard time turning a saver into an investor mm-hmm. and an investor into a saver. Yeah. And so you, so I like to kind of separate that. And, and once you say that, it, it, it makes people think, oh, smokes. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you mentioned risk tolerance. So yep. that's something that we have to think about. But you've, you've talked about different generations, which I think is interesting. We've covered some features in the past in terms of if you're at certain points in your life, maybe here's some suggestions on what you should be saving for, what you should be doing. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the younger People are side giggers and they're, mm-hmm. they got to make their rent, you know, they got to buy a home, things like that, but they kind of have to turn into, you know, how do you, how do you turn into an investor? What, at what point do you think that that kind of comes to light? Oh, I need to really think about my future because I, I've gotten through my day to day and now I have a little bit that I can really think about. I notice it more around the, uh, the, the 40 year old age. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a few reasons. Uh, they noticed that their cash flow is heavier yeah. normally. <laughs> so, oh man, I, I ended up saving up ten grand. I need to do something with it. Mm-hmm. I just can't sit there and you know, what everybody says, point one percent. So, mm-hmm. not not nowadays. You can actually get pretty good interest rates out there. So make sure you're not just leaving money. Uh, the banks appreciate it if you leave it in that savings account, though. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's not good for you. I notice. Yeah, it's usually. Their, their kids, uh, it, if they're not spending all the money on travel ball and, and things like that, travel cheerleading, whatever, um, they, they, they see a lot of uh, uh, heavier cash flow. And that's normally what I see people start to see. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we, we want to start at ASAP. Right. Um, I started at 13 years old myself. Wow. And, and, and it's very impactful to to start younger but did your parents impress that upon you or was it something you just kind of learned at school I or just had a knack you just money. had a knack man all I right did. <laughs> i did most of this is actually self-taught that's awesome well you've gotten pretty far i'd say my goodness <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool uh no so that's that's very interesting and thinking about um you know it's funny you say 40 because a couple of years ago i finally took the step into going from a saver into an investor and i wouldn't say i'm a huge you know i'm not like a hardcore investor i'd like to think i'm somewhere in the middle of the balance yeah but it you know it is it's it's reassuring to me that i can see some money in my bank but i also know that there's some money out there you know earning on top of that working for you yeah absolutely smarter not harder we talked about that (laughs) 
Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, talking about, we, we can talk about business owners versus individuals on this one, but mm-hmm. tax records to keep, knowing what correct tax records to keep. What is that advice? Yeah, um, either, <laughs> it's kind of like the savers and investors. Either you have the person that saves every single document for 20 years or... <laughs> Or people don't know where the heck their documents are, right? (laughs) So, so, yeah, individuals, you really only need to keep it for three years, maybe five. Okay. But um, I I like to say three years because if you you can amend a tax return Mm -hmm. uh, for the prior three years, if you amend it, then you can actually get a refund if you're refund refundable. if you missed a deduction or, or didn't do it right, uh, you changed your corporation or something like that, and you get money back. So you can get money back up to three three years. Okay. Um, if you amend the fourth year, yeah. Tough luck. Tough luck. <laughs> yeah. Re- recent scenario there. I hate it for her. But yeah. yeah. Um, but that's where I say that. Now, uh, for business owners, seven years. Okay. Oh, much longer. Uh, yeah, much longer. Um, and it's really funny in the tax code. Um, you have to keep records indefinitely if if you uh, committed tax fraud. Hmm. So, well, that seems so if you pretty, did that, yeah, make sure I mean, you keep all your documents. Yeah, okay? and don't commit tax fraud. First, <laughs> for, you know, so that one's funny. <laughs> Quick tip. <laughs> it's truly in there. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I believe you. I'm sure you've seen some things. You know. I write books, you know. I could take some inspiration from you, turn that into a mystery. Uh, cool. So that's, that's great information. And in thinking about um, your 1099s, you had mentioned something about that earlier. So and keep thinking about your taxes for your 1099s. Yes. Yeah. So you, you want to keep um, any 1099s. Um, so it could be for income. It, uh, most 1099s are for income, but dividends, interest, uh, 1099 miscellaneous or um, non-employee compensation. Uh, so you definitely want to keep those. Um, if, if you get a 1099, you want to keep those for seven years. Okay. Um, but your your W-2s, um, home interest, uh, mortgage interest, things like that, those are typically the three years. But the 1099, the uh, small business owner, um, all those, yeah, that, that that's where the IRS is really heavily focused. So um, if they do... Come and and um, as for uh, uh, a lot of people throw the word audit around. Mm-hmm. Seems um, like a really scary word. It's a yeah, and 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 it does scare people. But really, they want confirmation. Mm-hmm. So uh, slightly less aggressive word. <laughs> yeah, I, and and I don't want people to be scared of the IRS because actually, the state of Virginia is harder than the IRS to deal with, honestly. <laughs> so um, <laughs> IRS are usually nicer folks. So, uh, but sometimes, hey, if something doesn't match up, or or your employer filed something different than what you filed on the tax return, yeah, I mean they're gonna ask, hey, mm-hmm. what's up? I got something different. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be scared and and. And think they're going to come take your kids and your dog away from you because, you know, you made a little mistake. Right. We just got to fix it. Yeah, don't come take my dog, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last one yeah, I want. That's the last one I want. <laughs> my gosh. So, man, that is super helpful information. We, I know we've done a, like a really broad 101 kind of overview, but I feel like I've learned a lot. And I, I want to talk to you more about this AI stuff eventually. So yeah. So I have to get into that because that's so interesting. Um, 
We just got back from a conference in Boston. Yeah. So it's all, I have all sorts of info right now. I bet. And you're going to, and it's going to keep evolving. So you'll yep. have lots to learn in coming time. Um, gosh, cool. Well, so I always have one bonus question for everyone at the end. And that is a pretty simple one as far as you're, you're in the area. Where are you going, playing, eating in our region? Going, playing, yeah. eating. Yeah. Where do you love to eat? What are you doing in your spare time when you're not filing everyone's taxes oh, away? Oh, my gosh. So me personally, oh, I, I, man, I love Bloom. Me too. Um, it's three blocks from my house. It's a is problem. It? It's a real problem. Oh, man. <laughs> it's yeah. a good problem. Yeah. It's a good people that own it. I, I love to go there and, and eat. Cool. So, I'll wave um, at you next time I see you there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm there a lot. And then um, where do I play mostly? That's in my backyard. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> I'm a homebody. That's me, me too, man. I, I totally understand. So gardening or, or building something, that that working with wood. Cool. That's so that's my that's my therapy. Nice. It's a good Working hobby. with wood and, and mowing and making a pretty yard. Yeah, well, it gets you away from the spreadsheets and computer screens, so yes. that's pretty good. Yes, it gives my eyes a break. Yeah, cool. You, you understand that. Totally understand. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been such helpful information for listeners and readers wanting to know more about their tax options and responsibilities. Thank you, Michael, for being our guest on From Print to Podcast today. This was fun. Yeah, thank you. And for keeping us out of trouble with the IRS. That's key here. Whatever I could do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You can be sure to read more about preparing for your fourth quarter financials, as well as the rest of our financial section, highlighting local experts who can help with your questions and needs in our latest issue, the November-December issue on Newsstands Now, and you can always see more at theroanoker.com. If you find yourself grappling with money management or perhaps seeking a fresh start in your financial journey, the expertise of a local financial advisor could be invaluable. In our exclusive sponsored section of the November-December issue, a group of local financial advisors stand ready to address your financial queries and guide you toward a prosperous financial future. The Roanoke would like to thank our partners in our finance section, Ayers Financial Services, Freedom First Private Banking, and River Birch Wealth Management. Explore their offerings in more detail and regain confidence in your financial prospects found in our latest issue, or you can learn more at theroanoker.com. For those of you seeking business advice or ways to launch your dreams into reality through entrepreneurship, this segment is a must-listen. I'm pleased to welcome Kathy Deacon, Vice President of Business and Resource Development at the Advancement Foundation, on the podcast today, as she shares more about the incredible resources you might be missing out on. Hi, Kathy. Thank you Hi, so much for being on the good show morning. today. Thanks so much for having yeah, me. I appreciate your time. We have a great feature in our November-December issue about the gauntlet and the Advancement Foundation, what that means. And so I'm really yeah. excited to dig in and learn not just about the businesses that have benefited from this, but obviously those who are interested in learning more about what to do next year and how to make those business Absolutely. dreams a reality. I'm excited to have the opportunity to share yeah. that with you. Thank you so much. So first, let's give listeners an overview of the Advancement Foundation, um, not just about that organization, but the gauntlet. What inspired the creation of this? What does the organization do? We'll start there. Yeah. So the Advancement Foundation was founded as a 501c3 mm-hmm. in 2007 by Annette Patterson, mm-hmm. who's our amazing leader and president. Fearless leader. (laughs) Fearless leader. Uh, You know, we we have a saying, we always say yes to everything. Mm And Annette models that for sure. I like that motto. That's good. Yeah, (laughs) right. So she was in um, development Mm -hmm. at at the university level for a long, long time. And, you know, she says she was going through a midlife crisis, (laughs) um, kind of wanted to take the development work that she was doing and see how she could use that kind of work and that kind of model to actually impact 
economic development. So she know? really took her own sort of dream to help others she and built did. it into something. She, sh- cool. she sure did. And so it started out, you know, kind of small. She was doing some work at the community level. And then in 2015, uh, the one of the programs that emerged from that was the Gauntlet program. Mm-hmm. And the Gauntlet... Now we're going into our 10th year. 2024 will be the 10th year anniversary. And it's now the largest business program and competition in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And so we're really excited about that. And that program was really designed to meet the not available resources that are provided to businesses, small businesses, entrepreneurs at the small and rural community level. Mm-hmm. So as we know, you know, the, the Northern Virginias, um, you know, they are provided some of the resources. Mm-hmm. And so Annette saw this as a way to get the communities really engaged to kind of step up and put some investment Mm -hmm. um, into small business development, particularly at that point at the Main Street level. And, you know, we've just continued to to grow since then. So we've got, we say, we like to say we've got three legs to a stool. Mm -hmm. So one of them is programming, which the gauntlet is kind of our biggest program, but we also offer commercialization services to folks who might be a little bit further along the way. Uh, We, of course, resources is the second leg of the stool, making sure that not only financial resources, but um, kind of professional expertise Mm -hmm. is made available. And we, you know, part of the Gauntlet program, we've created a network of over 300 business experts and professionals who work with us every year, both in the Gauntlet and beyond to help support the entrepreneurs who come through the program Mm -hmm. and who connect with us in other ways. Right. Because you've mentioned the the finances, of course, but education, the constant education, not just if you're own of the chosen industry you've you've decided to open a business in, but running a business itself is not an easy task. It is not an easy task. And what we know is when you plug in the resources who have the experience Mm -hmm. of having been there and done that, that, it shortens the learning curve by a tremendous amount. So we're really excited about the mentor network, and that is just growing exponentially every Mm -hmm. year. And then the third leg of the stool is placemaking, and we're really excited to know that we have created with the city of Buena Vista what's now the Virginia Innovation Accelerator, this 30,000 square foot old, it was an abandoned warehouse, and we have turned that into a business accelerator. So we've got eight tenants that are in there now, Mm -hmm. kind of at various levels of business development, and really looking to scale their businesses. So it's also a co-working space. So we've got co-working offices. We've actually just created a podcast room. (laughs) Good, Um, good. We need more podcasts about local regional activities. Innovation Accelerator. And, you know, just really excited to be able to partner again with the city of Buena Vista to create a space mm-hmm. for entrepreneurs to go to take their businesses to the next especially because that's not in a high city level right you're you're not not I don't want to say rural but you know you don't necessarily have the immediate resources the way you would in Roanoke City for example. absolutely and I think that is one of the things that we really focus mm-hmm. on is how do we and and what we're focused on for the future is we have created a model it's beginning to work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting ready to move into construction phase on that. So we'll have a commercial commercial kitchen space. We're going to do um, kind of connection to um, outdoor 
recreation. So well, we'll have that there. Well, naturally in this yeah, area, that makes absolutely. sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cafe, a brewery space, and then, again, plenty of spaces for entrepreneurs to, to work and grow there. Sounds pretty inspiring. We, like, I want to go hang out and have a cup of coffee and watch people we work. Want, please yeah. come and <laughs> visit cool. us. We'd be delighted to give you a tour out yeah. there. And then what we know is it's a model that works, mm-hmm. you know, again. Ten years. We've been there, yeah. done that. Um and we are now working in other communities, particularly smaller rural communities, to identify spaces in their own community mm-hmm. that could be used for co-working, accelerator, you know, small-scale manufacturing. Yeah. So we're excited about it's, expanding it's that model as well. Incredibly exciting because think of the businesses that would not come to fruition without the resources and, and networking that you're able to provide for smaller communities. It's really true. Really important. Uh, so for aspiring entrepreneurs looking for opportunities to sort of kickstart their businesses, let's talk about the gauntlet because this is a pretty exciting endeavor. Like it's almost like Shark Tank, right? It's sort it of the is. inspiration behind yes, it. Yes, And so for, for local entrepreneurs and startups, uh, let's talk about what that is. What does that yeah. process look like? Because yeah. it's not... I mean, it's not for the faint of heart. I know that. It is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> you got to be ready to go. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and so, first of all, it is open to entrepreneurs at any stage. Mm-hmm. So whether they've got an idea, they've already got an established business that they're looking to accelerate a little bit, um, and all kinds of businesses. So the gauntlet. Main Street businesses is kind of how we started, mm-hmm. um, but we're open to high growth businesses, tech companies, um, and gig workers. You know, we know yeah. that 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 is we've got tons of folks who are doing really cool things out of their garages. Yeah, in our first segment uh, with Michael Shelton, our financial um, writer, he talks specifically about side giggers turning these things into full time jobs or working more than that, and so how to help those financials and things to expect. Absolutely. So it's very. Um, I don't know. It's sort of inspiring to see so many people are now accepting this as a modern form of of revenue and business generation. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, I'll use this opportunity to plug one of our entrepreneurs. So we had an entrepreneur from Covington who was working on some wireless power Mm -hmm. stuff out of his garage, um, (laughs) had no idea. You know, I think he had a couple of small contracts and he was encouraged by the economic development folks in the city of Covington to go through the gauntlet. He went through the gauntlet in 2019. Mm-hmm. He now has a company valued at over $10 million. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. If you didn't see the YouTube video there, my, my jaw just dropped right on the <laughs> right on the table. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a success story, I think. Right. It, it's a real success story. And it, it's also indicative of, like, folks, sometimes we, you know, we open the opportunity for folks to dream bigger than where they sure. are. I, I mean, can you imagine the dream that you start out with is – millions of dollars bigger than you maybe ever anticipated. Absolutely. It's so exciting. Yeah. So like you said, yeah. not for the faint of heart, <laughs> right. um, it is a 10-week class. Okay. Um, 10 weeks, good to know. You know, the pandemic did a lot of things. Sure. Um, one of the things where we were actually trying to do the, you know, um, have the gauntlet program in communities all across Virginia in person, mm-hmm. which was a challenge. In March, March 13th of 2020, when the world shut down. Right, back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Back in the day, right? Can you believe? Yeah, it's already four years almost. Yeah. Um, When the world shut down, Mm -hmm. Annette and her team at that time literally took the whole gauntlet program over a weekend online. Wow. And so uh, we use a really cool platform, but it's really opened up this ability to connect entrepreneurs. Yeah from all across the region, um, 
open up an opportunity to also connect business leaders and mentors from all across the region and plug in mentors who might not. So you got an entrepreneur in Roanoke City, but there's a really a mentor who's exactly aligned with what they're doing and Mm -hmm. what they want to do, who's maybe located in Southwest Virginia. We actually have an opportunity to plug those people in. Right. That's a huge, I mean, a pro to the whole situation. It really is. Virtual sort of was able to connect people in a way that you might not have had otherwise. Absolutely, absolutely. And the I think the cool thing is so ten week classes mm-hmm. every Tuesday night from six thirty and six sorry, six until seven thirty. We typically run until eight o'clock because we get into yeah, great conversations. <laughs> We've got um, volunteer faculty um, that are really experts in their fields who come in and teach things like entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm finances, you know, that that's a budgeting and yeah. financing, marketing and sales, how to actually do put a a, a business plan together that mm-hmm. is going to be well received even if, you know, by a bank. I don't even have a business and I want to sit through this course just right, to like please. learn how to do it. Like I'll give you a seat. You got a seat. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Absolutely. Like that is, what a wonderful way to learn even more about what you're doing. I mean, Absolutely. that's really incredible. Well, and the the thing is, so we have the 10 weeks of classes, mm-hmm. and then that's on Tuesday nights. On Thursday nights, we do a deeper dive supplemental workshop, also taught by really incredibly talented people, you know, just to help people along mm-hmm. the way. And then, of course, we've got the mentor network. So by the second or third week, we plug people one-on-one, and we, we go through a whole process about that, of getting people plugged in individually mm-hmm. to a mentor that meets some of the needs that they have and then they also work together for the rest of the program. That's so cool. Mentorship is so important. It's I mean, incredibly important. And in our small community, I mean, I, I talk about the Roanoke metropolitan region as far as our listenership and our readership, yeah. but like to connect people all over the state in terms of this. Absolutely. That's so important to have somebody who, who kind of can help walk you through the questions. Absolutely. Just cheerlead you on. Yeah. Well, and I think particularly with folks who have ju- had just have a business idea, they've mm-hmm. never really thought about putting a business right. plan together, don't know all the components that need to go into doing that. It's a really great opportunity to learn from people who've already been there and right. done that. Well, yeah. like we said, I mean, think about the businesses that are amazing and should come to fruition, but they might not because they don't know how to put together a budget. Like that's something that is not related. It is related, but you know, you don't necessarily need to know that when you have someone who can help you do that part. Absolutely. And I'll tell you one of the things that helps to make us really successful is that we've created partnerships with some really amazing organizations who are working on their own to build the entrepreneurial ecosystem and support entrepreneurs. So one of our, our greatest partners, you know, happens to be SBDC mm-hmm. in all of the, the areas that we serve. And we could not do what we do without right. those folks. So right. yeah, it's it's all about partnership and joining hands. And I don't know if you've ever, Annette likes to tell this story, the, the fable of stone soup, where, you know, you've got a village, some army comes in, everybody, you know, they're starving, mm-hmm. hardly anyone has anything. And then at the end of the story, everybody's bringing whatever they have to the table, putting it in the pot. And at the end of the day, you've got a soup that feeds everyone. Yeah, it's pretty key, right? Yeah, oh, it's really that's so key. cool. So let's talk about some of the successes that we're hearing, especially from winners. We mentioned yeah. several winners in our November, December issue, past winners, of course. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the 2023 winner for a minute. Who yeah. was that? The the winner of 2023 was the Wellness Bar in okay. Uptown Martinsville. Mm-hmm. So they have 
an IV infusion center, so it's vitamin infusions. They are actually expanding from Martinsville into Smith Mountain Lake wow. with the the winnings. So you've already helped them expand their business. We I have mean, that's it, pretty exciting. them expand their business. Yeah, that's really cool. We also have, um, you know, other participants uh, included Wheels on Wheels, Rudy Girl Media, Bite Me Confections, and Bite Me Confections. So when they won, they won $3,000. They did. As well as $7,000 of in-kind prizes. Yes. I'm curious about what in-kind prizes yeah. means for when you're participating. Yeah. So one of the other cool, really great partnerships that we have is we do partner with media companies, mm-hmm. accountants, uh, marketing and business development um, folks, some other consultants who are doing perhaps coaching, mm-hmm. attorneys, and they plug in and say, hey, I'm going to offer you know three hours worth of consulting work cool. for free, or I'm going to help build a website, mm-hmm. or we'll help design a logo. And we try really carefully, so we're always recruiting um, folks who are wanting to Mm -hmm. get involved and offer in-kind services to the entrepreneurs. And uh, one of the really amazing things that happens because of this is we get to ask the entrepreneurs, what is it that you really need to take your business to the next level? And if they say marketing, then we've got some folks lined up who could actually um, that's really offer them that's some really services. So. Are there um, does does it lean any one way? I know that we have businesses of all all levels, but yeah. is marketing like the number one request that you might normally get? It's it's typically yeah, pretty a, high. a pretty <laughs> high request. Yeah. And I, then I think the other big request is some help with figuring out the accounting piece. Sure, of I mean English yeah. major here. I was telling Michael like we were joking because he's a math guy who doesn't like words, and I'm a word girl who doesn't right. like math. So you know like. Between the two of us, we'll figure it out. But that's really tough. Like there are it is so really many tough. nuances and, and pieces of that that yeah. sound really scary to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think particularly when folks are first coming into the program, if they've not had any exposure to that, mm-hmm. like even trying to figure out how do you project out what you don't know. Right. right? You got to pay people. and you <laughs> Exactly. Right. And how do you project out both what your income could mm-hmm. look like in a year and what your expenses are going to look like. Right. So, yeah. Well, and so the gauntlet itself, you know, we talked about Shark Tank, you know, business competition yeah. sort of style. I'm curious about the key components, like how participants get involved. Um, and, of course, we'll list some resources and website links and things at the sure. end of this on our website. But, however, you know, I, I, I'm level one. I don't know what to do. I just know I have this great idea and I need to do it. What do the next yeah. 10 weeks look like for me? Yeah. So the first thing you need to do is sign up. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all happens. www.theadvancementfoundation.com. Mm-hmm. We've got a gauntlet page there that has FAQs. It's, it's got all of the information, some really great videos um, from past entrepreneurs who've been through the program. Some of our mentors um, have some videos. And so it's a really great first place mm-hmm. to find out kind of what the program is about, what it might look like. We've got our class schedule. So you'll see every week you know, what the class is going to entail. Um, we'll be posting. Yeah, you're really laying everything out for them. We, That's great. we lay everything yeah. out. And then it's just a matter of filling out the application. And, and we it's a pretty in-depth application sure. because we really want to understand, even before the program starts, like where people are. Mm-hmm. And so that we can be able to meet them. Right. You Do know? you typically have the same number? Is it like always... 10 people who are going through the class or is it sort of wide open to it's wide okay. open right. and and we like to consider the gauntlet the wide end of the funnel so sure. we typically now are having averaging about 175 people 
Wow. Who go through the program at a time. That's amazing. It is really amazing. That's and again, fantastic. you know, it's I think it's the joy, you Absolutely. know, or one of the silver linings of the pandemic because yeah. now we can serve more people in more localities. Mm-hmm. So about 175 folks will go through the program from all over Virginia. That's great. Um Fill out the application. We're going to ask you a million questions so <laughs> that you're about yeah, it. <laughs> so that we can understand, sure. you know, again where you are. And then um, once that happens, we stay in constant contact. So classes first class starts January the thirtieth. Mm-hmm. But between now and then, we've got some workshops that we're doing on entrepreneurial mindset just to help get folks ready if they're interested right. in participating. That's yeah. great. Uh, so you've been running this for how many years now? You said 10. You celebrated 10 years recently. And so how has the program evolved? I mean, oh, wow. it's 175 people. You probably started out with maybe not that many. And now yeah. you've just kind of exploded into this wonderful resource. Yes. How, how, how do you see from the beginning to now yeah. what's really changed? So – Initially, there were 15 entrepreneurs oh my in gosh. 2015 who went through the program. Oh, Kathy, that's 15 so entrepreneurs. Amazing. Everything was done in person. Um, pulling volunteers from everywhere. We didn't have a 30, uh, sorry, a 300 person mentor network, mm-hmm. but we were you know, picking up the phone and, and calling and saying, okay, we've got an entrepreneur in the program who needs this. Yeah. And now we've kind of, we've evolved. So as the years um, have gone by and both the resources that we have tapped into and the entrepreneurs who know about what we're doing and can also help spread the word, it's just help us to grow. And I think one of the really exciting things that happened this year um, we had kind of primarily still been working, you know, the Roanoke, um, Buena Vista, Bedford, Martinsville, Franklin County, kind of still that's where we were concentrated, Roanoke County. Mm-hmm. Um, but this past year, we had southwest, far southwest Virginia, so Wise County, um, Dickinson County, mm-hmm. reach out to us and say, hey, we're kind of interested in in figuring out how we might be able to bring the gauntlet to our community. That opened up a whole other, um, really just like a whole new territory. And because everything is online. Now, I will say we do a lot of in-person networking events Mm -hmm. during the year because that's really important too. It's, It's important for folks to make that face-to-face yeah. connection. Don't feel siloed behind your QuickBooks screen. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but just just the opportunity for more people to learn, more people to have access to mm-hmm. the resources that we offer through the programming. It's just been really incredible. And now we kind of see the sky as the limit. Really? I mean, you could go anywhere with this. And I think if I remember correctly, um, towards the end of the article we're talking about, um, you had talked about there are so many people participating now that you kind of have to like section things out into like categories and industries and things because it I mean it's not a blanket overview of how to run a business anymore right how to run specific businesses right yes that's pretty exciting too and and so what we've done you know and and this year really we've we're kind of plowing into that is while we will have the the main gauntlet program that kind of walks you through the basics Mm -hmm. we are going to be having some supplemental workshops and sessions for 
particularly Main Street businesses and then high-growth businesses that might need, you know, some more help with commercialization and R&D conversation mm-hmm. and things like that. And then, of course, you know, we mentioned earlier the gig workers, right? right. Which, you know, it's an, another whole level of, of expertise that mm-hmm. needs to be brought to the table. Yeah, but that evolution is pretty exciting, too. It is. Because now you're, you're, you're cultivating even more sp- specificity you know you have mentors who are really focused in what they're doing and this way everyone who's participating is sure to get something out of it because it's not just a a 101 thing you're learning every little specific piece you need to know absolutely and and i'll also say you know we we have a number of nonprofits that come through the program every year and that is its own that's really inspiring for sure so and you know the the things that are being created nonprofits that are being created in the communities that are actually then serving the whole community population oh. or a section of it is pretty in- incredible. That's a wonderful watch. ripple effect. It's it is. Awesome. So, okay, uh, final question yes. for you as far as that. So beyond the competition aspect, because I'm sure it gets a little feisty up in there, uh, how does the gauntlet contribute to the economic and entrepreneurial success of yeah. Roanoke, which we've kind of touched on, but, you know, engaging with its mission is really important, that, that ripple effect that we Absolutely. just mentioned. Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things that we know, we've got some really amazing economic development leaders mm-hmm. in all of the communities that we serve, and they're typically working with fairly small teams. Mm-hmm. So we feel like we are, you know, just an, an a team member additive um, to what they're already doing, and then really focusing in on helping to identify what assets that community has that can support entrepreneurs and development of their entrepreneurial ecosystem mm-hmm. so that that growth keeps continuing. And, you know, what we know, small businesses across the country, not just in Virginia, are what fuels economic development. And so, you know, we're just really focused on that. And again, I think the really important thing is providing access to resources, which these smaller and rural communities they just don't have it. Right. Well, that's so key. It's so important what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing, not for the community as a whole, but our state, our entire uh, state. Oh, my we're gosh. Excited. You're going to take over the East Coast soon enough, I think. <laughs> Pretty sure. Gosh, thank you so much again uh, for being on for Print to Cup podcast and sharing more thank about the Advancement you. Foundation. Thank what a you. wonderful program. And again, we're going to list some resources and website links and things on our website. Um, of course, you can learn more over there at theroanoker.com and theadvancementfoundation.org. And figure out all these amazing opportunities that you have as an entrepreneur. How wonderful. And if anybody else just wants to reach out to us directly before going to the website, they can always just contact us via gauntlet at theadvancementfoundation.org. Perfect. And that also applies for people who want to be mentors as well, I'm sure. Because you're probably always looking for people willing to dedicate their time and resources. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you so much again for being on the podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. That was Kathy Deacon, Vice President of Business and Resource Development at the Advancement Foundation here on From Print to Podcast today, sharing more incredible resources for our local entrepreneurs and the incredible program and work they're doing for the Roanoke region as a whole. You can learn more about the gauntlet and several of its hardworking winners and much more in our latest issue on newsstands now or at theroanoker.com. This has been our 11th episode of the Roanoker Presents From Print to Podcast, hosted by your dearly devoted editor, Liz Long. Thanks so much to our friends, Michael Shelton and Kathy Deacon, for sharing more about financial tips and challenges, as well as the Gauntlet Business Competition and entrepreneur resources found at the Advancement Foundation. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we highlight the 2024 Dining Awards winners, hang out with Bloom Executive Chef and owner Nathaniel Sloan, and much more foodie fun from our November-December issue on Newsstands Now. Or you can always read more at theroanoker.com. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your favorite audio platforms and YouTube. 
Thanks again for listening, and we hope you have a great week.